Where do I start? How do I train recall? How long should we work on healing before moving on? Is crate training really that important? We hear these questions all the time and there's one answer that will help with all of them. The complete step-by-step dog training course found at Standing Stone Supply. They break down the what, when, where, and how to train your own dog from eight weeks to one year old. They've got it all laid out for you down to even the daily activity checklist to keep you and your puppy on track. Check out standingstonesupply.com and remember to use code GDIY to save 10%. Being an upland hunter in the South nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code GDIY20 at checkout to save 20%. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. GDIY profiles are bonus episodes that tell the stories of how your everyday handler got into the gundog world. You will hear plenty of examples of what to do as well as what not to do and how they learn from those experiences. These episodes are being put out to tell the honest stories that we as do-it-yourself dog handlers can all relate to. If you think it would be a good fit for a profile episode, please go to gundogityourself.com and complete the form and we may get back to you so that you can share your story. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the GDIY Profile. This week, we have Adam Peck on the line. Adam, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well here in Buford, Georgia. Uh, just working away, man. Yeah, so go ahead and tell everybody the type of dog you run and when you got into it. Have you always been into dog hunting? You know, what's the story there? Yeah, so, I mean, I've been working bird dogs since I was a kid. I mean, I think probably we got our first bird dog when I was five years old. Uh, we first one we had was a lab. So I run a chocolate lab currently. Um, and you know, I'm just a lab guy. I try to like, I try to think that I'm not, but I truly am. (laughs) Labs are truly a versatile dog, man. I was out watching some of them work this morning. I'm and well, I'm not even a waterfowl guy. Like that's the thing is I'm not a waterfowl <laughs> guy. I'm like purely an upland guy. Um, but, but yeah, so I've got a chocolate lab named Tucker. Uh, he's seven years old. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. He's like not the best hunting dog. Uh, he's like he's like he's just a serviceable dog, man. Like he finds birds, and like that's fine. Hey, that's all that matters, right? You don't yeah. you don't have to have the the champion and the titles on the dog as long as you just enjoy hunting with them. Exactly. Yeah. He's, I mean, my best friend, he hasn't left my side since, uh, the day I got him and I, you know, lived in Denver alone for the last six years and he's every day he's been there, man. He's just, he's the guy. He does That's awesome. with me. Um, but, but growing up, um, in the Southeast in Georgia, uh, grew up having, um, labs and Britney's. We actually bred labs and Britney's on my parents' horse farm. Uh, and, 
Yeah, man, it's been it's been great. I was the first time I was introducing. The, I was actually just going through uh, some old photos of my dad uh, and I. I believe like the picture on the back of the picture said six was like the first time I ha- I went out with uh, my dad and, and his Brittany and Lab at the time. Uh, it was Hunter and Maggie, uh, and those are just two awesome dogs, man. Uh, Hunter was actually he he we ran in the field trials in the AKC f- field trials, I believe. Which again, I mean, I'm I was young at the time, so I could have things completely wrong, but um, did really well. We did the the whole horseback field trial stuff, um, but really got away from that. Uh, and now we've got Llewellyn, uh, tricolor Llewellyn setter, a Gordon setter, and uh, a, a chocolate lab that my is my dad's as well, and then my chocolate lab. So that's kind of running a deep bench there, yeah. but uh, it's pretty pretty nice, pretty great to have them all in the field. Well, and I, I always like talking to guys such as yourself that they have labs, but they don't only just use them for waterfowl. And like you said, you're not primarily waterfowl. It's, you know, I've seen labs in the grouse woods and it, it was never even trained for that. It was, she was seven years old and just first time in the grouse woods and flushing woodcock for us. And like Adam was saying earlier, they really are the versatile dog. They just don't point. You know, you can use a lab for a lot of things. And, and I think people often kind of overlook that nowadays. Now, I tell you what, man, I think labs are generally a lot better in the house than what any of your, your pointing dog breeds will be. I mean, my short hair does nice in the house, but probably not as good as your average lab. Yeah, man, I, it's actually pretty funny you say that. So my, my dad, we've, we've, he's, He's like me. We always say like, oh, we're, yeah, we're, we're big up on hunters. And he's like, oh, I mean, I'm not a lab guy, but he always has had a lab. He never doesn't have a lab. Yep. And, uh, and now he's 65 and, uh, and he, his two labs died within a week of each other as a father and a son. Oh, um, man. Labless. And he like went out and just got this runt chocolate lab named Braun and like, the lab is always in the house. The setters, like they're dude, they're fine. They're like they're great dogs. They're nice enough, but like they're up by the barn, man. Like they're in the dog kennel. Like and it's yeah. like a nice dog kennel, but I mean, it, they're not in the house. There's no way those dogs are in the yeah. house. Yeah, I always say that my short hair is good in the house once he's run about ten miles, and that's a slight exaggeration, but uh. You know, labs are just like out of the box, good house dogs. They have the off switch that, that all of us guys with, uh, with pointing dogs want to have when in our dogs, a lab just comes natural with it. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've seen yeah. some labs and of course there's always outliers to generalities with this stuff, but I've seen some That's labs right. that, you know, the, they'll, they'll make a shame out of a GSP inside the house. I mean, <laughs> yeah. especially, especially the people that get a lab and don't do anything with it. And it's like, why did it eat my car? But uh, Adam's, uh, well, Adam Peck, you know, there's two Adams on here. Uh, you know, t- walk us through the process. You said your lab is seven right now. You know, what what level of training have you done with it? And I'm assuming that you did that all yourself as well. Yeah. So I'll be honest with you, man. So I got, so my, the way I got the dog was, um, kind of a funny thing, man. I was playing college hockey and, uh, and decided to hang up the skates, uh, and was going to move to Colorado. And, and I get a phone call from my dad and he's like, so you quit hockey, huh? I was like, yep. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, uh, 
I got, I got a lab. Um, your mom d- doesn't want it. Said if I don't get rid of it, I got a divorce her. So I got you a lab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, so I got a lab from my dad, Tucker. Um, he's a great dog. And, and I was just moving out to Colorado. And, uh, and so I moved into an apartment, man, and there was no way you could force fetch or do anything with them and stuff. So it was more just like obedience training and just then just getting him out in the field and sit, letting his natural instinct get, go to it. It wasn't anything over the top training. Like I'll be completely honest with you about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the story with, with most, uh, hunting dogs is, you know, get a little obedience in them and, pretty much let the natural ability take over as long as you've got, I've heard people say as long as you have a steering wheel on them, uh, mm-hmm. so it makes sense that you just get a little bit of obedience and let the natural abilities take over. What, tell us what all you do with your dog. Uh, outside of hunting or within just, well, hunting? even within hunting, I mean, what kind of, you know, what States have you hunted? What species have you hunted? Get into the details for us. Yeah. So, um, I mean, states I've hunted. So, uh, Georgia, obviously, um, and you know, the Northern part of Georgia and then Southern Georgia, uh, getting some quail down there. And then, uh, you know, the quote, like the wild quail, if you will, but not really. Um, and that's, yeah. I guess, but, uh, but then, uh, going out to Colorado and, uh, getting into blue grouse, uh, and I have done some waterfowl goose and duck, uh, and then uh, to Kansas and do pheasant and quail. Uh, and, you know, this year going on this, this long extended trip that we'll be talking about in a little bit, but hopefully get into some hunt. Like, I don't know how he's going to do on huns and, and all these other birds, but uh, we'll see. Uh, so huns and sharp tails, some rough grouse, some sage grouse, uh, all those different wonderful birds. Uh, hunted in South Dakota with them, North Dakota with them. Um, Wyoming, man, you, you, you've just been all over the place with them and, and you kind of hinted at the trip that you have coming up this fall. Let's go ahead and jump into that and tell everybody what that's about, because you're about to embark on a adventure that I think we're all going to be jealous of and wish we would be able to do something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope everybody can uh, join in on the fun too. So, so definitely keep that in mind. Um, and, and before I even get into that is, you know, I'm going to be spending a lot of time in the car and, uh, and I have spent a lot of time in the car and, and Adam, you, you kind of alluded to the dogs just kind of having an off switch and, and I can't imagine doing a, a long road trip with, with any dog other than a lab, to be honest with you. Um, just because like Tucker is just the most chill dog you can ever ask for. I mean, I'll be driving 20 hours straight through and I only, I only have to stop like once because he has to go pee and he's like, to- just sleeps the whole time. Um, but then he gets to where we're going, he's ready to rock. Um, but so with, you know, that is the backdrop of, you know, Tucker being a great road dog and, uh, just a lab in general being great for that is, uh, I, you know, growing up, I heard all these stories about my dad, you know, he would sit around the, the, the hunting lodge and, and whatever. And, and he would, tell us about all these stories about going out West to, to South Dakota and to Montana and North Dakota and, and, and all these wonderful trips. Um, and I always just wonder, I was like, man, I really, I cannot wait until the days that I can go with them. Uh, and, 
And he would always refer to, you know, allude to this book, A Hunter's Road, um, written by Jim Fergus. And and I, I finally read it and something really connected with me on it. And it, it really kind of shifted my whole mentality a, about hunting and and the dogs and, and the country and everything. And so, and if you're not familiar with The Hunter's Road, Jim Fergus, he, he and his uh, yellow, at the time was a, a year old yellow lab, I believe, um, the name Sweetser, uh, travel, uh, leave Colorado, uh, and then go on a one wild road trip um, all over the U.S. So they essentially circumnavigate uh, the United States, uh, for upland birds. Um, and I am, uh, lucky enough to, to own a, a marketing firm, uh, that I, you know, all my, you know, my employees are, are virtual and, and I'm virtual and, uh, I, I love doing the content creation side of things. So, so I decided that this was the year that I was going to start this project and, and essentially re, re loosely retrace, uh, Jim Fergus's steps around, uh, the American uplands and, and meet up with people, meet up with other creatives, uh, and, and just take photographs and write about it and, 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 and talk about it and just have that experience with myself and my dog, uh, you know, and, and kind of just living out of my truck that I have a Yukon XL that I tore the back seats out of and completely retrofitted to, to be able to, to live in it for, you know, up to four to five months. Um, so yeah, so that's been a, a really, really great thing. Uh, really excited about it. And until two or three weeks ago, it was just a, a trip I was going to do and, and just have fun with it, which I'm still obviously going to do it and still have fun, but, um, just started having conversations with people over at project Upland, uh, and, um, you know, they really, they really bought into it and, and have, uh, thrown a lot of support, uh, support behind the idea and, and think to that, you know, we can, we can push it and, and you try and do it all in, in one shot. The initial idea was I was going to do it over a couple of seasons and just do the Western leg and then do the central leg, like the Midwest leg and then do the Eastern leg and then back out, you know, so maybe over three or four seasons, but going to try and do it all in one um, now. And, and now that we've got, you know, the, the power of Project Upland behind uh, Tucker and I, it's going to be a really cool experience. And I'm really, man, I'm really just excited to, to meet up with people and just meet all of the wonderful people that are across the, this U.S. And, and their dogs in this Upland community. Right. Man, I am, I am grinning from ear to ear thinking about your trip. Uh, Nick always says that he's living the dream, but I can't even dream up a trip like that. I mean, you're, you're actually making people's dreams just talking about this, man. That, that, that means a lot to me, honestly. I've been, uh, I've been dealing with some stuff, just, you know, working a lot and, and some stuff personally. And, and this trip is just, and then, you know, this, I, it, I don't want like we, so hard. I hate like listening to podcasts where people get into like the state of the current affairs of the U S and everything, but like the world's a crazy place right now. And, um, you know, having something to look forward to like this and to be able to escape everything is, is really going to be a, uh, I, I just feel like it's going to be a great thing. Um, and, and to give, you know, I talk about it. If, if you follow me on social media or, or you don't, um, you know, my goal in life is not to like bring any, uh, you know, fame to myself or, you know, give myself any glory. Like I literally just want to, 
tell people's stories and, and allow them to have some sort of escape from everything else that's happening in their lives. Um, and just give them some, some glimpse of, of happiness, um, you know, throughout their day. So, so that's kind of, you know, that's the mission here is just to tell stories that, you know, like you said, man, you're grinning from ear to ear and that makes me happy. Like that means that I'm, I'm putting, putting out something that's making some sort of difference in somebody's life. And that's really what, what matters to me. Well, and it's like Adam just said, you know, he kind of made light a little bit of it being, being the dream, but it, it really is, you know, we all get into this, we get these dogs and we train these dogs and we just dream of going on these epic hunting trips. And while on a yearly basis, you know, me personally, I'm just dreaming of the one week I get on these trips and, you know, I'm picking one location out of the entire country and you really are about to live the dream. You're about to see the entire, not the entire country, but a good portion of the country and meet people from all over the place and hunt different species of birds with your best friend on the road, just, you know, tramping it across the U S chasing birds with your dog. You know, I'm, you can't really romanticize it any more than what it is just to summarize it. I mean, it really doesn't get any better than that. Dude, that's it. Yeah, it's romantic, right? Uh, my cousin and her husband just did a, a trip out west um, a couple weeks ago, and I got together with them the other day, and they're showing me all their pictures. And it wasn't really in a slideshow, but they had kind of rearranged the pictures uh, into a certain order. So I guess that makes it a slideshow, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but but as they as they're going through it, you know, it was it was like I could relive just a little portion of their trip. Um, and it was exciting to think about being able to do something like that one day, but doing it with your dog and there's, there's more of a purpose to it, uh, when you're doing a hunting trip, I think if you're going just for sightseeing, it's enough already, but then doing it with your dog for the purpose of hunting and seeing all the different landscapes and all the different species, even the, the, the different species you're going to encounter that you're not even hunting um, it's, man, it's definitely going to be the trip of a lifetime. Yeah, man. I, I, I really appreciate the support you guys are, are putting behind this. I think it's really, it, it really makes me happy to, to hear that. Um, you know, and, and you're, you're right, man, just doing stuff with your dog, uh, in those, uh, those times, man, that you just like looking back, you know, I, I just, I, you know, a lot of my hunting experiences and, and everything have been with my father, you know, and, uh, just, just through growing up and we still get out West. Like he, my dad, my dad and my mother actually are going to be meeting up with me throughout the trip. Um, in different areas, we're going to, uh, and the end of October going to earth beginning of October, going to be meeting up in Miles city, Montana, um, which is like Hungarian partridge. And, uh, you know, and I believe even pheasants going to be open at the time. Um, like the opening weekend of pheasant hunting. Um, but, uh, you know, hearing him, talk to my father talk about these trips it's never it's never about like the game taken it's always about these phenomenal retrieves or these phenomenal points or like the phenomenal like backing honoring of a of a point and and then the the even just having the lab the lab we grew up with labs and britneys and like that dude that killer duo and like that thing that they did that one time 30 years ago and being able to paint that picture in a story like <laughs> man i'm getting goosebumps right now and well and, and you're yeah. right 
like doing some hunting with your dog. It, that's, that's what the, that's what it's all about. You know? Yep. It's, it, it always comes back to the experiences and that, that's what the, what the memories are really made of. And, and, you know, I, I'm glad to hear that your dad is going to be able to join in on the fun with you because it sounds like, you know, like you said, you grew up listening to these stories and your dad reading this book and you're, yeah, and you're just making this book come alive for your own journey and your adventure with your dog. And that's what we do this for. You know, everybody wants to put birds in the vest. They, you know, everybody enjoys a great cook meal with the, the bird meat and everything. And I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite things. But at the end of the day, you know, after the birds eaten and gone, you know, it's you you just start thinking back on the hunt or the trip and you remember those specific memories. Like you said, the retrieves or the bird find or, you know, maybe even something along the way in between stops or something like that. You know, there's so much that goes into these trips and the fact that you can kind of bring it full circle with your dad. You know, obviously you're going to have something that lasts a lifetime with you and your dad just bringing this book and this adventure back to life for both of you. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be just a, a really cool experience for everybody involved, man. Like I, and I hope that I'm able to meet up with you guys, you know, when I'm coming through this with the Southeast, um, you know, and, and, or if you guys are, are coming out this way at all or going out that way, I guess I'm in the Southeast right now. Um, but you know, <laughs> Well, real, real quick, just so everybody kind of knows the route that you're taking, just, you know, I know that you have this big calendar and you're trying to fit everything in, just kind of blow through the areas and the states that you're going to go in and just explain where, where all you're going to get to see and hunt this season. Yeah. Well, so currently, um, I'm taking this. So I, I mean, I said that, uh, I own a business and, and so I am going into this with eyes wide open of saying, you know, Tucker and I are committing to this for, for four to six weeks at a time. Um, and, and planning those, those trips out. And then it, if everything's still going well, three to four weeks in, then we'll commit, you know, start planning the next leg of it. So, you know, currently I have, um, uh, Casper, I'm going up near Casper, Wyoming to Casper mountain to, to hunt with one of my, my really great hockey friends, um, that it lives up there. He's an oil guy and he sees a bunch of grouse up there. So uh, I'm going to be able to go check that out and then, uh, back down. Um, uh, so starting in Georgia, sorry, just to drive from Georgia to Colorado to start in Colorado. Um, just cause that's what Jim Fergus did. Um, and that's where I've lived for the past six years. I kind of just, uh, came back to the Southeast during COVID and everything. Um, but so, so yeah, so go from, uh, Colorado to, to Casper, Wyoming, and then back down to, uh, uh, back down to Kremlin, uh, Colorado steamboat area and hunt some dusky grouse for opening day. Um, and then, uh, back up to, uh, Fremont, Wyoming, uh, on the 19th of uh, September for the opening of sage grouse. And, and that's going to be a really great trip. Um, I'm meeting up with, uh, Heath, uh, and, uh, Jared from, uh, hunt ready, um, and, and a bunch of other guys. Uh, I think it's going to be a really great trip there. And I think it, the high expectations on the sage grouse, supposedly this is, we're going somewhere. That's really great. Um, nice. and, and, and the limits only one or, or the limits two, I believe. Um, so we're hoping to get multi-species days, maybe do a little cast and blast. Um, so I think there's going to be chucker and huns there as well. 
Um, so that'll be really great. Um, and then uh, up to Superior, Montana to get some more uh, blue grouse. I've got to go to a little bachelor party in, in Missoula. So it's a pit stop. And then uh, to Great Falls, Montana, where I live for a bit, um, playing hockey, uh, meet up with one of my former teammates and hunt on his ranch for some huns. Um, and then uh, I'm, I'm going to be stopping into Livingston, Montana. Uh, and, and this is a, a really cool thing is um, one of my, so one of my hunting mentors growing up was Dave Foster, uh, who, uh, before he passed, um, of cancer was the uh, editor at Grace sporting journal. Um, and so my dad went on all these hunts and he was really this, you know, the dogs and in, in Dave Foster, the stars of these stories that, uh, that my dad would tell me. And, uh, he, he mentioned, he would always tell, talk about going on these hunts with this guy, Dusan Mentana. Um, and he's a photographer. And, and if you don't, follow me on social media or anything like I, I'm a photographer and I'm a writer and, uh, and I really love those two mediums. Um, and I came across a photo of, uh, of Dave Foster when I was going through my dad's photos, I kind of had a big emotional moment, um, with that, uh, seeing him with his, his, uh, Brittany, um, really got me choked up and it was a photo taken by Dusan. So I, uh, reached out to Dusan on Instagram and, um, you know, took a photo of the photo and said, I think you took this photo and I really just want to appreciate it. Uh, tell you, I appreciate you taking this. Um, and he, uh, invited me to his home, uh, to, to share a glass of wine and, uh, or share a bottle of wine and, um, and, and just chat. So I'll be stopping in Livingston to, to chat with Dusan and then to off to Miles city, uh, for, for some Huns and then to Watertown, South Dakota, um, to, to hunt some pheasant. Um, and then I'll be going to Kansas, uh, to meet up with Edgar Castillo, uh, and, uh, some other writers from, uh, Project Upland, uh, in November. So that's really everything that's on the docket at the moment. Well, you got to add in the Southeast grouse that we talked about the other day. You'll definitely yeah. be coming up and joining us for that, but man, that, that sounds like a heck of a trip and I'm jealous. And, you know, once you announce that you're going on this, this trip, I, I was like, man, we got to get you on for a profile episode. And most of our profile episodes is generally just how'd you get into the gun dog world and, and the training mishaps as you figure it out. But I thought that this was a good fit because you are a DIY guy that just has a passion for this. You have your dog, you train your dog, and now you're about to go on a dream trip. You know, while everybody may not be able to do that with their jobs or money or, or what, whatever, you know, hopefully it inspires people to just think outside the box, grab their best friend and their gun and just hit the road and just see where it takes you. Absolutely, man. And I think that's, you, like you said, not everybody can do this. And then that's not lost on me. Um, I just want to like point that out. Like that is not lost on me. I think I'm, I know that I am extremely fortunate. Um, but like you said, man, the, the, just the DIY spirit of it all, uh, whether it's with the dogs or just getting out and, and going and doing it, uh, you know, you don't need a guide. You don't need, uh, you know, to, to go to an outfitter you know, you don't want to, you don't want to run supplemented or place birds, man. Like you <laughs> just go out and do it. Just go out and do it. And like, if you don't see a bird, that's fine. Like at least you're out there doing it. Exactly. And, uh, you know, just to, just to point out, you know, people hear Project Upland's platform and they think that they probably, you know, came to you with the idea. This was your idea and they came on board and they're just helping you out. So it's like, this is a true 
your idea. You built the kind of idea and the and the timeline for it, and they just it, it's a great idea, and th- they're going to promote it, and they you have their platform behind you, and like you said, you're a photographer, so you already do some great work. It's just you're in a position to really highlight a trip such as this and really promote just DIY trip with DIY dogs. And that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, And, uh, you you know, something I'm looking forward to, to hearing about later on is, uh, you're going to basically what Nick mentioned earlier that most people get to do like a week long trip and you're doing it for months. You're going to get to meet up with people and see, many people's week-long trip unfold in front of you and i I think that'll be a really neat experience to share and uh, i'm sure you're going to harvest some birds you know out of all the miles you're going to put on i'm sure you'll put some birds in the bag but i think harvesting birds a lot of times is is evidence for us that and it and it marks that we had a good time it's something we can remember um but you being a photographer you're going to have plenty of evidence of your good time, whether you get a bunch of birds or not. So I'm looking forward to hearing the stories and seeing the photos. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And that's my goal is, man, to, to just capture those people's week-long trips that, that I meet up with um, and, and, and tell those stories. Like, I just want to tell those stories. My story doesn't matter to me. Like, I, it really doesn't. It's the other people that are involved in it, um, you know, highlighting who they are, what their experiences with hunting are highlighting the, the different regions of the country and the different the landscapes. Um, you know, that's really what, what it, is in it for me. Like, I, I just, I just love that. I love just telling these small micro stories. Absolutely. And I know you're not one on self-promotion, but you're going to do it right now. So before we let you go plug where everybody can follow along and see this adventure and, and hopefully just see where it takes you. Well, so my Instagram handle is at Adam Peck. P-E-C-H-T. That's A-D-A-M-P-E-C-H-T. Um, and yeah, that's going to be the main place you can follow along. Uh, follow Project Upland. Um, that's not, I'm not like promoting them, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'll be taking out doing a lot of stuff on their story. Um, I'll be doing uh, just kind of things to look out for is uh, I'll be doing these dispatches from the field. So uh, two to three times a week, I'll be writing uh, stories, uh, along with, um, photos and then, uh, doing, uh, just regular photography as well. Um, and then at the end of the trip, I'll do a, a couple long form essays. I'm sure that's going to turn into something way bigger, um, than that. But at this time, I'm just saying it's an essay. Um, and then, uh, working on some video projects, uh, with a couple of, uh, I have a, a, video crew um that i work with through my marketing agency called f4d studio um and then uh jake orlich who's jp orlich uh and and he'll be along for the trip as well and meeting up with him he's a wonderful photographer and a wonderful human um and he has a golden retriever which i've never hunted with a golden retriever before which is going to be nice well man i tell you what we we kind of hinted at it earlier that uh it's easy to find a lot of negativity in the world right now and um, you sharing this journey and this, these little micro stories is a really good way to inspire people, especially in the, in the gun dog world. So, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for going on the trip of a lifetime for all of us, man. <laughs> hey, thank you guys for promoting it, man. I really, pre- I really, truly appreciate you guys. And, uh, and, and I, when we met up for the photo session, 
uh, a few months back, man, that was a wonderful day. I still, still love talking about that day and, and looking at those photos. So thank you guys for the promotion and thanks for giving me the shot on taking you guys some photos. Absolutely. And we're definitely going to meet up, uh, early next year, maybe get a late season Southern app grass hunt in. And, uh, that's if you're not sick of hunting by the time you circle back around our way. <laughs> I reckon I won't won't be at that point. All right, Adam. Well, we appreciate it, man. You have a good one. Absolutely. You as well. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy this podcast and would like to contribute even more to future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Gundog It Yourself. Thanks again, and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup just have to replace it again in a year. Go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want. If you're considering changing your dog's food soon, then be sure to check out Yukonuba Pro Performance. Their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance. They also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active. When looking at all the different food options, remember Yukonuba to help power their ultimate performance. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.